On today's episode, Connor Bedard scored his first preseason goal, albeit an empty netter, to help the Blackhawks beat the Red Wings 4-2. I'll go over my other takeaways from the win, as well as the final roster that's starting to form for Chicago. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome on in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you all for making the show your very first listen here to start off your day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman can go and follow me on Twitter at Jack Bushman too, or you can follow my strictly Blackhawks account at talk and hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Also, as a reminder, be sure to go and smash that like button comment down below. And if you haven't already, please go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It really does help me out tremendously. If you're listening to the audio version of today's episode, you can also go and Leave me a review for free on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on Instagram as well for some other cool Blackhawks-related content and some clips from right here on the show. All right, good morning, everyone. As always, thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Hawks win 4-2 victory for the Blackhawks in their fourth preseason game of action against the Detroit Red Wings second straight against Detroit of course they had that six to one beatdown of a loss to the Red Wings on Sunday night at Little Caesars Arena a lot of that though I will say was probably because they iced for a majority their Rockford Icehog squad a lot of uh, youngsters in the lineup who were getting their last bit of preseason action before getting sent down to the AHL level or or getting sent back to their junior clubs. And that's what kind of led to Detroit really taking control of that game from start to finish. It was ugly early and often for the Blackhawks in that one. Hence the six to one loss. But this time last night at the UC, it was kind of the Blackhawks turn to return the favor against the Red Wings B squad, if you will, because um, they were the ones who had a lot of their minor league squad in the lineup last night. And it did take the Blackhawks a little longer than I would have liked to take advantage, but ultimately they did still come away with the four to two win. Um, but they did come out of the gate right, right off the rip. I thought they came out with some really good pace, some really good energy, as we've seen a couple of times here now in the preseason. I thought that was the case in the opener against the Blues. Same thing with Saturday's contest against the Minnesota Wild. Mackenzie Entwistle scored just over a minute into that game. And I thought the Blackhawks uh, right from the opening faceoff played with that nice fire and intensity right from the get-go. And they cashed in once again. Corey Perry was the one who actually kicked off the scoring for his first preseason goal with the Blackhawks. Definitely still a little bit weird to see Corey Perry in the Hawks sweater and to hear Blackhawks fans at the United Center actually cheering for him. Um, but he's been great so far this preseason and scored his first goal, like I just said, cashing in uh, on a Nick Felino rebound out in front that put the Blackhawks ahead one to nothing after the first period. But Detroit started to hang around. It took them a little bit to get things going in the opening 20 minutes, but I thought they finished the period on a high note. And then uh, right off the rip in the second, they tied things up just a minute into the middle frame. Joe Valeno 
was able to skate right off the bench and kind of beeline it to the front of the net. Got lost in coverage a little bit there. Both Seth Jones and Colton Dock got caught puck watching a little bit. Berggren was able to drive wide outside on Alex Vlasic and his centering feed connected with Valeno to tie the score one to one. The Blackhawks did regain the lead shortly after, though. Connor Murphy with an absolute snipe from the blue line. Um, I thought it was Connor Bedard originally who won the offensive zone faceoff, but it was actually Taylor Hall who got the job done. Bedard was the one who won that loose puck, gets it back to the right point for Connor Murphy, who rips the shot past the glove of Michael Hutchinson. But again, Joe Valeno was the one to tie up the game. Um, this one was just another little bang-bang play for the Red Wings. Um, Lucas Reichel was there in coverage, but just kind of allowed Valeno to get inside position. Alex Vlasic was a little bit too soft in his coverage, and the Red Wings perfectly uh, found the seam there, and Valeno housed a shot past Morazic to tie the score 2-2. Two to two. And that's when I was kind of like, oh, boy, because the Blackhawks were icing a, a decent chunk of their NHL lineup. I'll get into some updates on things here in just a moment, but the Red Wings certainly did not. And the fact that they were in a two to two dogfight at the midway point of the game, I know uh, I was reading some uh, tweets on X or whatever that may be called nowadays, some posts on X, if you will. And some Blackhawks fans were like, this is not a good sign for us to come with the regular season just six days away. But then in the second half of the game, I will say the Blackhawks certainly started um, to take control and started to have some more wind in their sails. Um, and in the third period in particular, they really didn't give the Red Wings any good looks, and it felt like they were playing with the puck the entirety of the period. Uh, and then Corey Perry cashes in for the game winner, his second of the game on the power play, a beautiful passing play by the Hawks' man advantage. Connor Bedard, you could tell he was really trying to find that first preseason goal. He was ripping some one-timers on the man advantage, was able to corral his own rebound, and then the Red Wings kind of got caught giving him too much attention at the left dot. Two of their four guys were over on the left side of that ice. A great heads-up read by Bedard along the half wall to kind of just turn and fire the puck across to find Taylor Hall open on the right side. He finds Corey Perry alone in front and then some great patience on display by Perry to tuck that puck home past a sprawling Hutchinson. That winds up being the game winner for the Blackhawks. As I mentioned during the intro, Connor Bedard, did get his first preseason goal, but it did come in the form of an empty netter. And it was kind of funny. You could tell he wasn't all that happy about it. Not a smile on his face following uh, the dagger in the Red Wings to put them away. I know that's not how he wanted his first goal, but the Blackhawks will certainly take it, leading them to a 4-2 victory over the Red Wings. Uh, it kind of a weird night, though, at the UC. We only heard like five or six Detroit sucks chants throughout the course of the game, which, you know... It, it it puts this rivalry in a little bit of a weird spot now, and I can't even <clears throat> really call it a rivalry at this <clears throat> excuse me at this point in time because obviously the Wings have been moved out to the Eastern Conference, and it feels like the rivalry is just kind kind of being forced on us. People are still trying to make it a rivalry and have that spark and everything, but it just doesn't feel the same, which is kind of sad because this is historically one of the best rivalries in all of the National Hockey League and it just doesn't feel the same these days but with that being said it is undoubtedly always nice to pick up a win over the Red Wings even if they weren't icing their NHL lineup uh, but the Blackhawks had a couple of their NHL regulars not suit up in this game last night the first of which was Philip Kurashev who apparently has been dealing with a little bit of a wrist injury here recently uh, sounds like there is the potential for him to miss 
maybe the first couple of games of the regular season, but it's kind of a wait and see thing at this point in time. But obviously he's been skating on the Blackhawks second line along with Lucas Reichel and Philip Kurashev. So that would be an absence inside the top six that would kind of open up an opportunity for someone else. So definitely keep an eye on Philip Kurashev's progression with that wrist injury over the next six days. The Blackhawks were also without Ryan Donato, who was scheduled to play on the top line with Taylor Hall and Connor Bedard, as he did in the first game of the preseason against the St. Louis Blues last week. But he was actually a late scratch due to a groin injury. The good news, though, is that Richardson spoke about this after the game and said it's merely a day-to-day issue and it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything that hampers Donato long-term. It doesn't sound like he's in jeopardy of missing that season opener against Pittsburgh. And then Andreas Athanasiu was also out last night with an illness. Um, Hopefully that'll be uh, something that he's going to be able to fend here in the next couple of days. I'm sure the Blackhawks would like to give him one more little game of uh, preseason action along with Lucas Reichel on the second line before things get going for real on Tuesday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right, folks, coming up in just a moment here, I will get into some of my other takeaways from the Blackhawks 4-2 win over the Red Wings, as well as some of my key performers. But first, I got to talk to you all about game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And I personally have used Game Time since I was back in high school. It's always been the cheapest and the easiest way for me to purchase all of my tickets, whether I'm going to see the Blackhawks, the Cubs, the Bulls, or any team in any city around the United States. They also provide views from all seats in the venue so that you know exactly what to expect when you arrive And I highly recommend that you download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, you can get $20 off to come and see Connor Bedard play at the United Center this season. Just download the GameTime app and use the code LOCKDOWNNHL in all caps to get $20 off. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed, GameTime. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, if you haven't done so already, please be sure to go and smash that like button, comment down below, and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. All those things really do help drive the YouTube and Google algorithm, excuse me, in my direction, which obviously would be good news for me as I'm trying to grow the show with the start of the regular season just around the corner. And if you like what you're listening to, if you like what you're watching on a daily basis, please go and spread the good word. Go and tell a friend, a family member, a loved one, whoever it may be, I'm really trying to expand this thing right now, so I would greatly appreciate all the help that I could get in that department. Go and tell them to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. All right, getting into segment two, want to talk about some of my other key takeaways and standout performances from last night's 4-2 win over the Red Wings. Obviously, I've already talked a little bit about Connor Bedard getting his first preseason goal as an empty netter. The funny thing about Bedard last night was I felt like he was kind of forcing it a little bit. Um, and that's kind of been the case, I feel like, for most of this preseason. He's, you know, still getting acclimated to the NHL speed, the NHL game. He has new line mates out there. He's still trying to get settled in his own thing. And I do feel like he's really trying to insert himself into 
uh, making big plays and into making an impact, if you will. And it doesn't feel like he's kind of naturally letting the game come to him at this point in time. And it's something, you know, that's going to take him a little bit getting used to, but he committed some bad turnovers. I thought, you know, he was trying to make too many moves in the offensive zone, which in the preseason, I have no problem with him doing that. That's him just kind of figuring out what he can and can't do out there. But it was clear he, he was, you know, really, I think, trying to force it, especially in the goal scoring, like being his third game of preseason action, uh, I'm sure he wanted to get that monkey off his back, you will, if you will, and get that first preseason goal. I didn't think he played all that well. I thought Lucas Reichel was more impressive than he was last night, but there's still no, it's still funny how I feel that way. And Connor Bedard walked away with three points. He had one primary assist, uh, one secondary on the Corey Perry game-winning goal, and also added the empty netter to seal the deal. I didn't feel like Connor Bedard played all that great, and he still walked away with three points, which just tells you, how special of a talent he truly is. Um, but I, I was impressed again by just his heads up plays, his on ice IQ, how, how he's able to just react so quickly. Uh, had a couple of nice defensive plays, sprung himself for another mini breakaway opportunity, which is uh, something we also saw in the opener against the St. Louis Blues as well. Just makes a lot of heads up reads out there on the ice. And I do feel like eventually he's going to find that comfort zone, that kind of perfect in between to being aggressive, but not also forcing it at the same point in time. Um, but still, three-point game for Connor Bedard. You love to see him racking up points. Now has uh, five points total here in three preseason games, one goal and four assists. Certainly put his stamp on the Blackhawks win last night. Also got to give a shout-out to Corey Perry, of course. Two goals, including the game winner, really displayed the net front presence on the man advantage, which was partially uh, the reason why he was brought in here to the Chicago Blackhawks not afraid to mix it up and be a grinder. And how about the old man displaying the hands and the patience last night on that game winner, a perfect read to allow Michael Hutchinson, the goaltender for the wings to kind of slide across the crease. And he goes and stuffs it into the empty part. I thought Corey Perry had a really solid game, but as did that entire fourth line of he, Nick Felino and Jason Dickinson, I thought they did a lot of good things together. We're playing offense a whole lot. Both Corey Perry and Nick Felino were out there mixing it up as we're probably going to see a lot throughout the course of this season. Uh, Felino, of course, picked up the secondary assist on Perry's first goal. Jason Dickinson, I got to give a shout out to him as well, uh, wound up tallying a, a primary assist on the night, but that wasn't the reason I was really impressed with him. I thought he was just making a lot of smart decisions. And every time he was on the ice, he was getting the puck a lot, playing with the puck very frequently, had some nice heads up passes in the offensive zone to spring some teammates as well. Um, and yeah, wound up picking up the primary assist, getting a piece of Nick Felino's shot on goal. Uh, Seth Jones did not have a very good night defensively, I thought, and he's kind of had a struggle filled preseason thus far and his been outplayed by his defensive partners, I think, for the most part. I didn't think he had a very good game. But one thing I will say about Seth that I like to see was his shoot-first mentality, particularly on the power play. Wound up finishing with five shots on goal on the night, which tied Connor Bedard for the team lead. And I think three of them came on the Blackhawks' man advantage. And I've talked about this a couple of times here on the show, but I really think Seth Jones is going to get a lot of open looks on the Blackhawks man advantage with the amount of respect that Connor Bedard shot is going to command. I love to see him be more aggressive, be more assertive with the puck on a stick in the offensive zone. 
If you haven't checked out my Seth Jones season preview already, I highly recommend you go and do so. You can easily find it on my YouTube channel. A little bit of a spoiler alert. I projected Seth Jones to finish with 11 goals this season because I do think he's going to get so many more opportunities. Love to see him express that shoot first mentality on the ice for the Blackhawks last night. I also got to give a shout out to Colton Doc. I referenced uh, earlier in the show that Ryan Donato did not suit up for the Blackhawks in this one. He was a late scratch due to a groin injury. Well, Colton Doc was actually the one who got a jump in the lineup because Donato did not go and he wound up skating on the second line with uh, Lucas Reichel and Tyler Johnson. And man, I thought he played the part really well. And he actually received the second most ice time out of any Blackhawks forward last night. Taylor Radish was the only one who had more ice time than he did. And he made the most of it. Three shots on goal, four hits, one block shot. Colton Dock looked like he belonged. And I love the physical play that he's provided so far here in the preseason. I guess that's one thing that the Blackhawks front office really told him and the coaching staff as well kind of told him here throughout training camp is we need you to turn into a little bit more of a power forward and to provide that physical presence. And he sure played with that mentality last night. I was really impressed with the game that Colton Dock had. Um, He'll probably still be going down to the Rockford Ice Hogs. Undoubtedly, he will be, but uh, didn't look like he's all that far away from being ready for the NHL level, which you really like to see. Taylor Hall also cashed in for two assists last night. I thought he looked really comfortable on that top line with Connor Bedard. I've talked about how in training camp and during practices and during the scrimmages, it's been clear that he and Bedard have been establishing that chemistry together, and we finally got to see it on display last night in that win over the Red Wings. Lots of just good connecting feeds between one another. And I think that, you know, connection is obviously only going to grow and grow and grow as they spend more time on the ice together. And also as Connor Bedard gets more and more comfortable out there. Uh, Wyatt Kaiser, again, I thought Blackhawks fans was the best defenseman for Chicago last night. Um, Just a, a lot of good, smart plays, a lot of good reads was skating the puck out of harm's way in the defensive zone once again. And coach Luke Richardson talked a lot about Kaiser skating after the game. And that was one thing that was super prevalent to me throughout the course of the game was how many times Wyatt Kaiser just was able to dodge an oncoming four checker and was able to turn on a dime. His edge work is so good. Blackhawks fans. He had one really nice play in particular while the Blackhawks were shorthanded. I want to say it was in the first period, but just made a perfect, like, almost silhouette in the defensive zone to change directions and kind of avoid a four checker and then easily was able to clear the puck out of harm's way. Really impressed by Wyatt Kaiser and his skating. Once again, he was also uh, on the off wing, his right side for the second consecutive preseason game. And he looked really comfortable. He was also the one actually who kept the play alive in the offensive zone which led to Corey Perry's opening goal of the game to put the Blackhawks ahead one nothing. He didn't get credit with an assist on that play, but he was the one who absolutely made it happen by keeping it alive at the blue line. Another really solid night from Wyatt Kaiser, Blackhawks fans. It feels like, you know, the only question left for him is whether he's going to open the regular season on the top line next to Seth Jones, or if they're going to put him on the right side to kind of bump Nikita Zaitsev out of the lineup. On the flip side of things defensively, I thought Alex Vlasic really struggled last night and hasn't had the best preseason, if I'm being honest. He was on the ice for both of the Red Wings goals and was playing man coverage and directly involved in both of those goals as well. 
Uh, I mentioned that Berggren on the opening goal for the Red Wings was able to kind of drive wide past him and to find Valeno with that centering feed. It wasn't solely Vlasic's blame as to why that goal happened. I referenced both Seth Jones and Colton Dock got caught puck watching as well. But Vlasic with that long reach of his, that's really an area that he should be thriving in because of that long reach of his is breaking up those centering feeds. Bergen was able to get the pass past him there. And then on the second goal of the game for Valeno, uh, he and Reichel kind of got split in defensive coverage, which it was a bang bang play really wasn't too bad of defense from the Blackhawks, but another area where you'd like to see Vlasic get a stick on it or uh, be able to kind of help out his center Iceman in that coverage. So I thought it was just a couple of uh, breakdowns for Alex Vlasic on the night, not his best showing, but um, still a very young kid, obviously, and mistakes like that are going to happen here in the preseason. I thought Isaac Phillips was much better than he was, though, last night, and which makes for a little bit of an interesting dynamic as we're just six days away from the start of the regular season, as I referenced. Phillips, though, it was only his second preseason game, and I thought he had a, a couple of real dominant shifts in particular, showed a nice burst in his speed as well. I thought he uh, kind of looked faster than he did last season as well, so I thought a lot of good things out of Isaac Phillips last night. And I got to give a shout out to Peter Morazic as well in net. He only faced 19 shots in total, but uh, a couple of them were dandies to keep his team ahead or to keep the game tied and didn't give up any in the third period, which also you got to give credit to the Blackhawks defense. I think Detroit only came away with two or three goals, uh, two or three shots on goal, excuse me, in that final frame of action. But I thought Peter Morazic has had a pretty sturdy preseason thus far, kind of building off of the strong stretch, uh, finishing stretch that he had for the Blackhawks last year. So good to see for Peter Morazic starting to get in game shape as again, the start of the regular season is just six days away. Blackhawks fans, six days until Sidney Crosby and Connor Bedard are squaring off with one another, probably taking the opening face-off of the season on national TV. Couldn't be any more excited. And speaking of the start of the regular season being six days away, coming up in just a moment here, Blackhawks fans, I'll go over the final roster that's starting to form for the Blackhawks as they've made another round of roster cuts. But first, I got to talk to you all about FanDuel. Football season is underway and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every single time that they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get a bunch of bets for every single regular season victory. Just hopefully you don't bet on the Chicago Bears because, of course, they're still looking for their first not only regular season victory of the season, but also their first win in the last calendar year. It has not been a very good run for the Chicago Bears, but I personally love betting on FanDuel. I'm a big golf better for those of you who don't know, and FanDuel more often than not provides me with the best odds. It's a safe, secure, and super easy to use app, and also I love how FanDuel pays me out instantly when I win. There's no better place to bet on the NFL than FanDuel, so sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for segment three. I wanted to be sure to also talk about the Blackhawks 23, the final 23-man roster that's starting to take shape following the latest rounds of cuts and 
you know, now that we're six days away from the start of the regular season, it's crunch time here. Those crucial decisions are going to have to be made. And we're already seeing this roster starting to take some mold. And we kind of have an idea of what it's going to look like next Tuesday when the Blackhawks kick off the regular season against the Pittsburgh Penguins. If that season opener were right here tonight, I believe this is what the Blackhawks lineup would look like on the top line. I think we'd see Taylor Hall, Connor Bedard and Ryan Donato, assuming that he's healthy enough from his groin injury to play in that season opener against Pittsburgh. I do think he's going to begin the season on the top line. He's been getting the lion's share of the opportunities here in the preseason. Um, So I do believe he's going to get those opportunities to start the year, but I'm not sure if that's where he's going to be throughout the course of the season. Then as far as the second line, I think that's going to be Philip Kurashev, Lucas Reichel, and Andreas Athanasiu. I know both of those wingers missed last night's game, but Athanasiu is dealing with an, uh, an illness, which, you know, hopefully he'll be feeling better in the next few days. And then for Philip Kurashev, the hope is that he'll be ready by the season opener. It's a day-to-day wrist injury, so that's something that we're going to have to keep an eye on as well. But if he is good enough to go, I do believe he'll be on the left wing of the second line along with Lucas Reichel and Andreas Athanasiu. The third line for the Blackhawks right now looks like it would be Tyler Johnson, Cole Gutman, and Taylor Radish, uh, which is a third line that I really like for the Blackhawks to open up the season and probably the Blackhawks' best third line that they've had in three or four seasons, maybe even longer than that. And then the fourth line to round out the forward group, I think no doubt about it, it would have to be Nick Foligno, Jason Dickinson, and Corey Perry. I thought that trio looked really good last night. You obviously want those two veterans in the lineup to, you know, help protect the rest of this team. And also they've been doing some good things offensively as well. Corey Perry looks like he could have a spot on the Blackhawks top power play unit as the net front presence. So got to think both of those guys are going to be in the lineup. And then Jason Dickinson, I mean, Some people could say he doesn't have to play on a nightly basis, but given the center depth that the Blackhawks have, I really do think they want his veteran presence. Also, uh, his penalty kill expertise as well. So more often than not, when healthy, I think Jason Dickinson is going to be in the lineup for the Blackhawks. The real interesting part, I think it's pretty clear cut that those are the Blackhawks' top 12 at this point in time. The real interesting part is what are the Blackhawks going to do with the forward position, with their extras, I guess I should say, because Boris Kachuk and Mackenzie Entwistle are two of the odd men out right now for Chicago. I think that's pretty evident, but they both also have had really good preseasons. I didn't even mention Entwistle last night, probably had four or five A-plus opportunities, easily could have had two or three points, but it was just one of those nights where seemingly everything went wrong right when it, I mean, literally, right when it was a make or break play somehow, some way it, it just went completely wrong for Mackenzie and whistle in that line, but he and Boris Kachuk, they've made their presences felt here in the preseason. And I think they both have done enough to earn the extra forward spots for the Blackhawks right out of the gate, but there's only spot. There's only two roster spots. And I do wonder with Colin Blackwell still in the mix as well. I know uh, he hasn't made his preseason debut yet, and maybe he won't be ready for the start of the regular season due to, uh, the the back injury that he's still recovering from, but one uh, healthy, you got to think Colin Blackwell is going to be an extra for this forward group as well. So who's going to be the odd man out there? Is it going to be Boris Kachuk? Is it going to be Mackenzie Entwistle? I don't know. As long as Blackwell's out, you know, I think both Kachuk and Entwistle stick around, but it uh, feels like there's only enough spots for one of them. And 
both seem deserving, but seems like someone's going to have to go down to Rockford. Then on the defensive side of things, um, I think the, the group is pretty clear as to how the Blackhawks and Luke Richardson put them together in defensive pairings. That is still up for debate at this point in time, but Wyatt Kaiser and Seth Jones figures to be the top pairing for the Blackhawks right now. Kevin Korchinski, he is going to play at least eight, nine games, maybe 10 for the Blackhawks to open up the season to burn the first year of his entry-level contract. And as long as he's around, it looks like he's going to be playing with Connor Murphy. And then I'd say Alex Vlasic and Nikita Zaitsev are the other two guys who look to be in the lineup right now. But I referenced earlier, Kaiser's gotten a chance to play on the right side here in his last two preseason games. And I do wonder if they want to move him to the right side to get uh, Isaac Phillips potentially into the lineup or Jared Tenorti, maybe just to bump Nikita Zaitsev out because he has not looked very good since the Blackhawks acquired him. And, you know, with all the left-handed defensemen in the system, I, I think they do want to give Kaiser experience on the right-hand side. It's also why they've moved Nolan Allen to the right-hand side as well, just because they have so many guys on the left-hand side already. So I do think it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of go about their defensive pairings. Um, but as long as Kevin Korchinski's around, I think that's going to set up Jared Tenorti to be the Blackhawks' seventh defenseman. And that means Isaac Phillips is probably going to open up the season with the Rockford Icehogs. But if Kevin Korchinski were to get sent, <clears throat> excuse me, were to get sent back to juniors, I think Isaac Phillips is actually the one who's going to get called up. I know I said Nolan Allen potentially could be the first defensive call up for the Blackhawks this season. I do think they want to give him some time down in Rockford to kind of get settled there. You don't want to be moving him around in between. You want him to get comfortable with the ice hogs. So that's kind of why I think Isaac Phillips would be the call up. If Korchinski would go back to juniors, uh, I think Phillips would then be an everyday or in the lineup and Jared Snorty would go back to being the seventh defenseman. But yeah, it seems like the only battles left in training camp are for those extra forward spots and maybe for that left last defenseman spot. Maybe Isaac Phillips has a chance to make it over Isaac Phillips because I hasn't, or other way around, excuse me, maybe Isaac Phillips has a chance to make it over Alex Vlasic because I thought, uh, I've thought Vlasic has not had the best preseason, but for the forward group, it looks like it's down to Kachuk, Entwistle, and Blackwell. I think both uh, Reese Johnson and Anders Bjork, who actually is on an AHL-only contract. I think both of those guys are going to be headed back to Rockford here very soon. So, yeah, there is the Blackhawks' projected final 23-man roster. Only a couple of spots left, and I think we got it pretty figured out at this point in time. That's going to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. As always, thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Locked on Blackhawks for free right now, wherever you may be listening to your podcast and to go and subscribe to Locked on Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it's available each and every day. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Go and check me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman too. Or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, it's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.